Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacy. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom, and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers, and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go! Welcome. We are back for another episode and we are incredibly excited because for those of you watching, you can see that we have got our very first guest ever on this current. We are really looking forward to speaking to Tracy McMahon, who has an incredible business, who does big work in the world. And uh, we would love you to be present with her as we talk through her journey in her mission-driven business. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much, guys. I am so excited. How how cool to be the first guest. Very Good. first guest ever. Like what a <laughs> uh, what a beautiful thing. You get to initiate this this path for us as well. So we thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we had discussed that season two of Amplifying the Line was going to have a shift and part of that shift was guest speakers, you were the first person. I think we actually were like, jinx, no, jinx again, Um, because we're like, yeah, we want Trace. So, yeah, we're excited to have you here. We love you. We love you so much. You've been part of our journeys, both of us, in a really big way. So, we want to honour your magic and it felt right for you to be here with us as the very first goddess. I want to honour the pair of you because the shift that you have created in my business with me has been phenomenal. So I, I'm definitely so stoked to be here and be um, part of this journey with you. So thank you. So, so excited. Because this is the thing, those of uh, you who come on as clients, you are more than than just a professional relationship with us we we enter into an experience with people that's really important to both of us isn't it Stace? Mm, yeah absolutely and I know we've said in sessions that you know we have to have that boundary of not being friends and and, and being able to be that professional working relationship inside of the container but absolutely like there is just the connections that form that yes it's undeniable so yeah. Last forever. It's like a forever yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, do you want to introduce yourself, please, and share a little about what you do? And I might be putting you in a comfortable position because you're going, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I'm just throwing you straight into the pool. I'm, I've been with this really great mentor for, for about 18 months now, so I'm pretty well cool as to talk about myself. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you. I uh, my um, my work is I, I define it in a way where I help people live their human life as a spiritual experience. So it's around just taking people that are living a really human existence, understanding that if we are all spiritual beings here having a human experience, some people are stuck in the human experience of that life. And so to help them to actually like call in and bring in that spiritual experience, but but use it in the human experience. So what this means is... <clears throat> the unpacking of all that everybody, everybody like has stories. Everybody I've ever met has a story. And some people are stuck in one frame of that story or one chapter of that story. And it, it, they're seeing the whole of their life through the lens of that particular event or that thing or that challenge. And so this, um, the work that I do helps people move from that and understand that that is bliss for them like the fact that they've experienced that meant that they met people they never would have they had experiences they never would have they learned things that there was so much wisdom come from that now how can we use that to move you into what you're actually here for so yeah it's just I I have a real gift of seeing the magic in people and I help them extract it oh you do I I witness that as you work with these women and this is what being a legacy leader is all about, right? Is getting in there with people, uh, again, with boundaries, but being that leader to them, that guides them, what well, calls them, even um, I was going to say um, bosses them around, but it's not, not quite the right type term. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, gently kicks them. Um, I, yeah, I, I often say to people, like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm, I'm here to actually, like, call you on your shit. I'm here to, like, for you to unpack the whole lot and let me witness it. Let me bear witness to you and everything that's inside of you. And then I'm going to show you the, the magic within all of that. So it's like just there's so many things that we do for ourselves where we hide we hide things away from ourselves because we feel that shame and all the guilt and all the stuff about it. But yet when you bring it up, it's actually you go, oh, my God, there was so much that I learned from that. There's so much like treasure in amongst all of that that there, that it's that unpacking of the treasure. So I think that it is, it does call me to be a little bit more blunt and um and you're a fucking warrior you're a warrior in the work that you do (laughs) absolutely like I I don't care you could tell me you could tell me the worst thing possible that you have done no judgment I don't care I don't care it's part of your it's part of why you're here so you had to go through that so there's no judgment for it um yeah I just think that I I have that real ability to sit with somebody in the deepest darkness and bring that darkness to light and then go holy shit like that is amazing like look look at that and to to let people see that they're actually strong through that process that they've they've gained resilience they've gained strength that that all of the good stuff that they've denied themselves from seeing comes to the surface so you can't be sugarcoating things to get to that point you've just got to go straight in yeah 
I've got another question. I know Stace has some stuff she wants to um, explore with you, but how did you reveal this magic, this gift that you have to share with the world? How did you allow yourself to step into that mirror and really not only discover this, but also acknowledge it, accept it, receive it. And I know that you're sitting in awe with it now. So how did you get there? Interesting that you should say mirror because I spent 36 years as a hairdresser and this all, it all opened up during my hairdressing. So I would be looking at a woman sitting in the mirror and my whole vision of somebody was looking into the mirror at them. And what I did notice was that the minute a woman sat down, she felt uncomfortable sitting in front of a mirror. Mm. And so when I when I went into my own salon, so for, for years I worked in these <clears throat> big salons, huge, and they all had these huge full-length mirrors. And so when I got my own salon back in 2004, my number one thing was to only have it that they could see from their shoulders up because I thought I'd, I'd the first thing that happens when you come into a hair salon is you're immediately uncomfortable because you're faced with looking at yourself. <clears throat> and so that's that sort of started something. And I just used to m- try and make people feel as I, I had a real thing about pointing out something beautiful about every single person that sat in the mirror. I even started writing a book and maybe, <laughs> maybe Michaelina, this is something you and I could work on. Um, and it was called Conversations in the Mirror. Because so much happened. That. Yeah. So that gets me excited. Yeah. So much happened in that um, having conversations with people and by looking at them in the mirror, they stopped looking at themselves and they started looking at me through the mirror. And so they started to speak their truth. And it was really interesting. So I wasn't that hairdresser that, hey, what'd you do on the weekend? How's your boyfriend? It wasn't any of that. It was like really deep deep conversations and having my own business allowed me the space to not have a million people in there at once when I knew some somebody was going through something I could shimmy my appointments so that I could be with that person and so it just slowly became more of a the hair the hair became it became so much less about the hair because I could do that with my eyes closed and more about actually being present for somebody and Mm. what was the catalyst between your hairdressing and the energy work because you've been doing that for a long time haven't you yeah I um uh an incident happened for Cam when he was um young and I I know that like there's been so many times in Cameron in my life where he's my teacher and then I go and find things to help him and he, like, it's that really beautiful, like, we're here to sort of um, support each other in our processes. Do you know what I mean? And so he'd gone through something and so I was looking for things to help him and I went to this meditation with a friend of mine when I couldn't meditate for love nor money um, and Every time I'd go into meditation, I'd cough in the group, like I'd be in a group experience and I'd cough and to the point where I'd be choking and I'd have to leave the room because I was so embarrassed about, my gosh, like what does this happen every time? And it was about the third or fourth time I went, God knows why I kept going back, Um, 
the woman set me aside and she said, you do realize what you're doing, don't you? And I said, no. And she said, you're actually picking up everybody's energy of what they're doing and you're releasing it. And I said, I don't even know what that means. And she said, well, there's a Reiki um, class coming up. Maybe you should do that. And I thought my thing was, oh, that might help Cam. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And so that's where it began. And so I started doing um, Reiki with the head massages when I'd shampoo people's hair. And all of these things were starting to happen and I was feeling things and there was some pretty funny things that happened. I don't know if we want to go into that on here, but um, that that I just thought, oh, my God, can I go into it? Because it was actually pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, this we're is we're all about the silly, weird, okay. funny so thing. This, this, was, this was one of the times where I just thought, okay, this is something because this is really weird. But I'd started, I knew that I could feel when people were sad. I knew when I could feel when that, I, I knew all that. I got that. But one day this client came in and uh, I was shampooing her hair and massaging her and all of a sudden I just started to get like, oh, <laughs> started to get hot. The flush was happening. I was like really like aroused. <laughs> And I thought, oh, my God, I could actually, like, get this woman and throw her up against a wall. Like, what is going on here? And I said to her, I'm getting flushed. Um, can I just ask you, is there something happening with you? And she said, why? And I said, well, there's some weird feelings going on, and I've got to tell you, I'm feeling a little bit like I'm in the bedroom with you. <laughs> and she said, oh, my God, you're joking. She had, her and a boyfriend had organised to come home for a lunch date. And so she'd got herself all ready, got all the stuff happening, everything was prepared. And then he messaged and said, oh, I can't get home, I've got to stay at work. So she'd just got in the car and come straight to having her hair done. So her energy was, so I just thought, so that was enough of a joke and this is how my guides work. I have to be like, oh, my God, you're joking, for me to take notice or, ha-ha, that was funny or that was weird. So back then I really didn't trust it. But that led me on a, okay, this is interesting. And so eventually I I put a room in the salon where I started to, because I realised that I've got these people's heads, there's some weird stuff going on and there's some real emotion and some releasing and everything's happening. And I thought, if only I could lie them down. And they could actually rest with this. So that's where I put a, a room in and I put a bed in. I still didn't call myself a healer. I just said, oh, you know, what we'll do is we'll take it in there. If you want to go lie down, because I was all about their comfort. So that's that's how it actually evolved to going to the room and at beginning. And how did you make the shift from turning that, that thing that you did included in your hairdressing how did you make the shift of I need to turn this into my sacred work I need to turn my sacred work into a business that real business where you're in service and you're in that sacred exchange of money what Mm. caused that to happen uh number one I was giving it away for free and it was exhausting me that was I was exhausted but number two I then realized that it was something that I was like, it was really, even though I was feeling exhausted, when I was actually doing it, I was lit. Like I was feeling like, 
oh my God, like I love this. This is this is something. And every time I'd have the you can't make this shit up moments, like they'd just be constantly happening. That and that like really gets to my curiosity. And so I started to really um just say to people, look, if you want to book in, and I put a price tag $55 on it. Because I still, I was running a business, I couldn't do it for free. So I put a price tag of $55 on it. And then um, then I recognised that once I did that, it got stronger. Yeah. And then what happened was people started to book for it. And so I saw it's something that people wanted, so I just added it as a service. But it wasn't until like pretty much after I left my salon and I had a big shift. My business just went, well, my business didn't. My lack of ability to take care of money had me, I, I had to sell my salon. I had to sell the shop. So back in 2019, um, I had got myself into a whole heap of debt and I was just pretty much running myself to the ground trying to pay for it and nothing was working. And so at that point, I'd really started to, I, I, I'd started to talk to these imaginary people, like these guides, but um, I, I didn't have, I didn't know who they were or what they were doing, but I started screaming at the sky and I started yelling and I started writing things down and burning them. And I just, so I started connecting with spirit on a deeper, deeper level, because that connection started back in 2004 um, when my brother died, but I kept talking to Corey and I couldn't, I couldn't talk to Corey the way I wanted to talk to these people. So I didn't scream at Corey, but I was screaming at these like imaginary friends that I had. Um, and all of a sudden things just started to unfold, but it was when I went, you know what, I need to take responsibility. I need to actually say I've messed up. And so I told Cam this, the state we were in and I um, went to my accountant and we went to the bank and we did all the stuff, sold the business, sold the, the shop and lost 40 grand in that and felt so much shame and so much like I just completely wrecked everything. And so for a minute there, that really set me back until March 2020 came. And I realised, had I not have taken responsibility and done that then, I not only would have lost my, my shop, but I would have lost my home if I had kept it going. So I recognised that I was actually taken care of. So I that was 2020, March 2020 really showed me I have a really incredible connection with spirit because they took care of me in a way that like I am still every single day I show gratitude for that moment because something in me shifted to take responsibility for it because I got so down and so at my, you just get to that point. And I think, Michelina, you talk about this where you say like it's the fire, like you've got to, it, it, it's got to be the fire forges the action so I'd gotten myself to be so low that then I knew that my warrior came out and she started to, yeah, clamber our way back. And that's where March 2020, I started, because we couldn't do anything, I started online. 
And this is where this opened up. Yep. So it was that whole thing of I can't be with people, with my healing clients. I was still secretly hairdressing, but I couldn't be with my healing clients. So I started to talk to them over the phone. And they would just be dropping the money in my account. And then I decided, oh, my God, I really love this. And I started saying to my guides, I love this so much. This is like lighting me up that I can be here in my home doing this while I'm talking to people. And so I started like receiving clients from somebody had messaged me from England and I'd help her through. But what I recognized was the reach was getting more the impact was getting more. I was able to, instead of just being at a hairdressing chair, helping one person at a time or at a healing bed, helping one person at a time, it actually opened it up that I could be helping 10, 20, 30 people at a time. Like, and it just, and I started to go, oh my God, this is amazing. And so people from Canada, um, Singapore, New Zealand, uh, England, like all of these people just started to find me. And so this is where it all began. And I just went, this is just amazing. Yeah. Mm. I know, Stacey, you've got some things that you want to explore around the business side. Yeah, look, um, this and this was just a question I thought would be really, really beneficial for you to answer for everyone. You brought up something the other day, which resonated with me so physically hard that it actually felt like when you were saying it I felt it like physically your hands were like on my arms going I'm here with you like I feel this and it was when you mentioned about just being bored and being lost with the whole community and business and just nothing making you excited. And I asked Em straight away, I was like, what energetically is going on? Because I feel so much the same. Um, and you, you did check and you were like, oh, well, this is what's, you know, been happening. And, and you knew like, you know, that this was something happening. But um, Trace, I just wanted to get you to explore like what was happening before you realised that that was the, the thing that you were feeling. And and now what what you're doing about it because um, I'm just, yeah, really interested because I'm sure so, so many of us in service-based business are sick of seeing the same shit being put in front of us every single day, the same way people are selling things in the same, like over and over and over. Um, and I've had a shift in what I'm presenting because I realize like the surface level sales information and stuff and the training is great, but there's so much more that happens underneath to get the confidence and the language and all of that. So like I started shifting and having a bit more fun with it, but yeah, I'm really interested in your experience. I think that is, it. it's the fun. <clears throat> I just like, yeah, last week when that call happened, I was in that like, oh my God, like if I looked at one more Instagram thing <laughs> or Facebook. I was so bored going into it. I, I'd, I'd go in for inspiration and there was none. Like there was just nothing. We're very creative women. So hmm. like, and I, and I go to those places not to scroll and check out what everybody's having for breakfast. I don't give a shit. What I'm looking for is somebody that's really talking to my soul, just like you said there. Hmm. I can't find anyone. I, I, I just can't find it anywhere. And you said something very interesting to me. And it's, 
I tell you, I've shared it with so many people already and it's only been one week, but you said, if you can't find it, create it. Yeah. You know? And so this, because the boredom was about when you're in creative flow, I have been in this real, like everything just feels so fucking magical and everything's just happening, but there's nobody to share it with that gets the same, like, wow, this, yes, this is great. Like I'll go to tell people that I know or people that I'm in that circle with and they'll go, yeah, me too. And I'm like, no, I don't want the me too. I want like, yeah, this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm, there is no real creativity going on. It seems like the same, it's like everyone's using the same filter. Mm. It looks, it looks beige to me. It's just, I'm looking at it and it's just looking so beige. And what I'm realizing is I'm sick to death of people talking about trigger, trauma. Yeah. Like I, I'm sick, I'm seriously. And I think that I'm sick of that because of the work I do. I don't let people sit in that shit. Like you've got to actually move on, mate. You can't, the reason why nothing's shifting is because you're sitting there like it's a badge of honour and you're wearing it really proudly, you know what? It was one moment of your life. I don't want to belittle it. But at the end of the day, it's one one piece in your toolbox. So how about we start lifting people up and out of the shit rather than keeping them there? And I just think that, like, everywhere I look, it's trauma, trigger, uh, oh, it's so disempowering, it's so an empowering, like, fuck, those words are just getting so old. But I think I think that those words, though, they mean something. I don't think that they don't. But how people are using them is just hashtag, hashtag gratitude. Like, seriously? No. Yeah. And, I like, I know that this is going to sound quite, oh, my God. But anyway, I'm going to say it. This but is I, the, the honest I, podcast. We always I call it the, the wah-wah. Yeah, movement. Yeah, we've had conversations about that trace and that commitment to breaking through this shit as creators, as legacy leaders, like people. Well, we are stepping up to a role that very, very few are actually taking, and seeing you step up to that over the last week, and feeling that power again, mm, is has been empowering. Sorry, I had to do it for yeah. me as well. <laughs> no, well, like it, it makes me think, Trace. Um, I, I worked with a, a shadow worker for quite a while and, you know, this has triggered a memory of a conversation we've had about, um, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not saying it exactly how she said it, but she talked about the shadow work and I at the time had said, like, I don't do shadow work because I, I just don't connect with it. I know I've learned lessons from it, but I don't need to go back and do all of that work. And she said, but for me to make money and to grow my business, I have to keep taking people back there. And, and that's when I went, ah, so it's kind of like this, like you want people to feel shit about themselves just so that they keep spending money and keep coming to your events. And like there, it was such an ego driven business that was supposed to be all spirit and soul and all higher than the patriarchy and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, it was just like, no, I'm just going to like, I, I visualize it as like, we've got someone's head in the bathtub and like pushing their head underwater and like, Oh, I'm, I can breathe, but I'm going to put you back down here again. Um, and I don't know if that's, yeah, yeah, what I said a few weeks ago, Stace, where 
unfortunately, people who claim they're leaders and healers are getting off mm-hmm. on the experiences they're taking with people. And it, Trace- makes, it makes them feel yeah. like they're like it's it, it's all that's all ego. That's just coming from an egoic space. Like that's not what we're here for. Like I'm not better than you, but it, it is not about that. I, I think that um, my quintessence program is what has brought me to this this part of being bored out of my skull with everybody else's stuff because um, at the beginning of the year I began my first journey into taking eight women into a 12-month container with me. Uh, we're only four months in. <laughs> These girls are actually afraid of who they're going to be after 12 months because that everything that they wanted to do, they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. And things that they wanted to do in 12 months, they've already achieved it. They're already there and we're only four months in. Like, so do you know what I mean? Like it's just that when you think you can't, you can and you can get yourself out of this. You don't have to wallow in the stuff forever it's about, okay, it's there. All right. Okay. What did I learn from it? Who did I meet? What experiences did I have because of that? Right. That led me to that. Cool. And now what I'm looking at with these girls is I don't sit and talk them through their stuff. They come to me now and they go, oh, wow, that was a week. So this is what happened and blah, 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 blah. And then I recognized an old pattern came in. Like they're so aware of their own shit and they pick themselves up on it and they take action to get themselves into a better position. Mm. Like, Yeah. So I have a question around this because it's something that we've had a few community members that have been struggling with lately about the responsibility of a long journey with these humans, like you have been taking these women on. And, and not only that, there's been a whole conversation around fear around doing one-on-one work, but the the responsibility of working with this group of women for 12 months how like is this again something that you channeled and did you have any um resistance or doubts or even fears about working with them for 12 months because like I'm yeah I'm just curious what the process was I wouldn't have done this absolutely if I wasn't where I was with myself I think that it was really vital for me to have done the work on me and, and be in my power before I help somebody else through this. So I think that that's number one. If I had to come back, if I had to come to this before, you know, two years ago, I would have freaked out and not felt that I could and all of the things would have happened. So I think if there's a level of so much fear holding you back, it means that you, there's more work you've got to do on yourself before you do that. So going into, I just felt sheer excitement. <laughs> Like I was like, there was, you know, the little moments of like negative Nancy would have a little go. Who do you think you are? You know, it was more about how much I was charging. That, that felt, I, I think that that was where my mind got me was how much I was like, how much this person was going to pay me for the whole 12 months. I'd never been paid that money before in my life. So I think that was the fear. But it's not that I couldn't hold them for that long because I'm very, um, because I don't come from ego and I don't have to like hold my ego up, I allow myself to just like 
follow whatever guidance I'm getting and just be there for that person in that moment, I can't stuff up then. If I'm doing it because I want her to think I'm great or that I want her to look to me to do all the stuff, then, yeah, that would have been heavy. But, no, no, I'm actually handing them their responsibility and they're doing it and I'm just sitting here like guiding them. Hey, why don't you go over there for a minute? Like, so, yeah, I hope that answered your question. It, it did, absolutely. So how did it, like, come about with the pricing? Like, how did you decide and settle on that worthiness that you are totally worth the money and the price? Like, how did you settle with that? Uh, through last year, um, Em and I had created, um, like, actual systems for me. Because prior to that, I had had, I was just winging it and doing, oh, yeah, next week I feel like doing this. So I'll just do a Facebook event and I'll do this um, this eight-week period thing, da-da-da-da. Whereas last year I got really, like, systematic with it. And instead of just releasing it, I worked with them to do it. So we built the energy around it. And so it would come in as, oh, this is a great idea because before working with M, what would happen is I'd get all this inspiration coming in and then I'd be like, oh, like, I'm so lit, I'm so lit. And then I'd like, oh, my God, yes. And I put, and it would just like die. The energy would just burn off. So nothing was actually working. So then I started to like we'd go, okay, we're going to create this and because I was in scarcity, I was thinking, I can't wait eight weeks to release this. I need to pay my bills now. How am I going to? So this was the shift. It was like, no, 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 no. We don't just rush in and do that. So there is, that's really taught me that that sitting back, like getting it, bringing it in. And, and I now know that I need to embody it. So I begin to experience what it is that I'm going to be delivering. There's a maturing process that's happened and it's not necessarily about the business structures, right? It's about structuring your magic so that it flows freely rather than that stop, start, stop, start. Which was constantly happening for me. And now I've got this constant flow. So I think that when quintessence was um when my guides first gave me the the name, I said, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what is this quintessence you speak of? I, I was like, oh, that's not even a word I'd use. Like, but it's clearly an energy that I'm working with. And and I really now I honor that and I go, okay, what do you want from me? How does this look? And then it, it came down that I was going to be working with seven women. And then when we came to the pricing structure of it, it was like, okay, how much would I charge for an hour? Then how much, would, like, so we, we did it like systematically, but then I felt it in my body. And there was, there was certain prices that when, when Michalina was talking about what it was that I was going to bring forward, I would feel that. And I'd go, yeah, I know that Ego-wise, I think, well, I'm not worth that. But energetically-wise, I know, hang on a minute, but it's it deserves that. So it, I, I began to respect the work that I do. And that's where my pricing has come in, is to honour. I know now the, the programs that I'm putting out now are, are, like, unbelievably valuable 
compared to what I was doing two years ago. And so therefore the pricing has to be different. Yeah. This is perfect because I wanted to get into the money side of things because there can be some separation between the work we're here to do and making money from it. There's a lot of stigma around business and a lot of people claiming that making wealth is not spiritual. So why do you want to make money? That's just, I'm going to throw it out there and we can go on a journey with this from here, but why do you want to make money? I want to make money because I can do so much more in my life with that. I am a woman that uh, when I have something that is amazing, I share it. And like I, I have, it'll increase my impact. But what it does is it increases my capacity to hold more energy. It is, I've worked out and I've really recognized this. Quintessence shot has shown me that for a person to pay 11 grand for me for a year, that it does not deplete me. It does not, it does not deplete me at all. In, in fact, it feeds me to the point where I know that next year's will even be more than that. I'm already, and it's not because I'm going to have a price rise. It's because I will have evolved Therefore, my magic and my medicine would have evolved and therefore the energy exchange for that needs to increase. So now where years ago I would have thought, oh, God, am, is anybody going to pay that? Like, I, I, no, I don't feel comfortable. Like, every, you know, it's, it's middle of the year. Like, oh, people can't afford it. There's supposedly a recession. Oh, I'll just check. No, because what happened was, I know the work I was doing was equivalent to the exchange that I was asking for. And so what happens now is, and it's not that like there's still things that I do that have lower price points, but then also the energy that I expel to do that is also less. It doesn't mean I don't offer as much value. The value is still there, but it's maybe something that I don't need to hold eight people for. So I, I think that the more, and I've been trying to explain this to a couple of the healers that I know, and they're just like in such resistance to it because they feel uncomfortable charging when they're spiritual. And I'm saying you're tired, you're exhausted, you're not getting, you're not, you're, you're not being nourished by this because there's not the equivalent exchange. You are giving all of this and only receiving this, the, the, it's supposed to be an energy exchange. It's not a give-take. So, yeah, I think that this, once I've got my head around this and money to me doesn't, um, my relationship with money now, I I enjoy money. Like I, I've, I've bought it into my energy work where I I put my my cash into my, my singing bowl and I play to it and I just go thank you so much for all that we're creating together like it's just so beautiful rather than look at it and go oh my god I just owe so much of you like it's a now I bring it into the work and we did that jar didn't we where you saw the money stacking up every single time <laughs> putting a coin in every single time money came into your bank how did that make you feel seeing that accumulating it, was, it started to um 
because I think that the at the beginning when I didn't have any money in my bank account, I was at like like I was in the minuses when I started with you, and I thought, how am I ever going to afford this chick every <laughs> to like? But um, you said put a hundred dollar note in or a fifty dollar note. I think it was I can't remember what it was. Hundred, the powerful hundred that we don't often say. Yeah, because I've always kept a hundred dollar bill in there, and so I think it's the same bill. It's the same hundred dollar note. I've never taken it out. Um, and I just, because my mind, when I started, when I found you, the words that I said to myself, if nothing changes, Tracy, nothing's going to change because I felt like a hamster on a wheel. I was going, I was doing so much work. I was creating so much, but nothing was landing. Nothing was, I was in such frustration and such, I was just screaming like, and I was constantly clenched because I was so pissed off. Because I knew, like, I'd look and I'd go, what the fuck? Like, I'm doing everything. Why is this not happening? I'm going, I'm doing this course. I'm listening to this fucking podcast. I'm I'm doing all the things, but nothing was actually landing. And so when I turned around and I thought, you know what? You can't, you can't not do this. I put that $100 bill in that thing. And then anytime I'd have cash, I would just put, one of the bills in there it builds up so fast and then to the point where I would put them in my singing bowl and I'd like you know play to it and then sometimes I remember I got paid for one of the programs in $50 notes and so I had my whole table so what I do when I get cash she she'd paid me and and she put sprinkles in it like she put glitter and so I thought, oh, that's just going to be annoying. But so I washed it and then that started a process for me. What I did was I started to cleanse my money and I started to like take care of it like it was valuable. And so every time I get cash, I put it underneath the water and I cleanse it and then I put it out to dry. And at one stage I had all these $50 notes on my table. It was like one of those things. And I thought, oh, my God, this is like an Instagram moment. Thanks the movie. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to post that because people will think I'm like losing my mind. But isn't that amazing? Like we don't mind posting when we're poor. We don't mind posting about, wow, wow, I've got no money. I had a girl the other day message me and go, hi, Tracy, I'd like to book with you. Um, how much is it? I'm a single mum. I thought, and? Don't want to be rude, mate, but I've got single mums that I work with that have got four children by themselves and they're creating fucking, like, they're creating all this stuff. Stop giving yourself that, except, like, so... We're sitting in that. It's okay to do that, but it's not okay for me to post, oh, my God, like, check it out. I'm fucking stoked. Like, and share my thrill because I have healed that where I can look at money and feel excited by the amount of energy that is sitting in front of me now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah I'm actually feeling quite emotional. Like, yeah, witnessing you just now going through that emotional journey with money, I I uh, hold a lot of uh, passion around wealth and seeing you, just hearing you right now, that healing journey, I'm going to say it again, it's so fucking empowering to hear like every stage of your journey, every shift in words. I mean, 
I, I know people are going to be receiving this. So for someone, for a woman in business who's sitting in that quagmire of nothing's working, I can't bring any money in, what would you say to someone in business who has phenomenal talent, all of the tools? What do you want to say? What do I want to say? The best thing I ever did was I invested in myself. Instead of investing in everybody else and every other program and everything, I just thought, you know what, Tracy? Now's the time to put your money where your actual mouth is, literally. And I chose for the first time in my life to invest in myself. And that's when I I hired you as a coach. I said to you, I remember saying to you, I have no idea how I'm going to pay you. But I just, if I don't do this, nothing's going to change for me. And so, and it was like me stepping up to the plate of my life. Like I was actually stepping forward for me and what this was for me. Yeah. I have another question because we see a lot of money investing, a lot of women saying, let me try that again. We see a lot of women investing big, big money up to 70% of their income. They're admitting on coaches and not getting anywhere. And you shared that you've gotten in debt. What's the difference between them and you getting into debt and investing in, well, let's face it, me, a, a coach who you knew could support you. What's the energetic emotional difference in those? I think that what, what's happening there is if I'm looking at going and, and hiring somebody where I'm spending 70% of my thing, it's because you're giving your power to that person. I don't feel like you're actually like coming at it from you. It's like, Oh yeah, everybody says that they're good or every you're you're looking outside of yourself. I think that the biggest thing is you've got to come back home to you. It wasn't that I was going, it was because of the work I was doing on myself that I came to you. Because I went right and I was unpacking all my stuff myself. And so I'd come to that place where I thought, I am sitting here and nobody can give me the answers. I have to find them. And so I, I think that it was me taking responsibility for myself, but also energetically knowing um, bullshit. Oh, yeah. When I, yeah, just say. Like, you know what I mean? Like sniffing out bullshit. Like I think that I think when you're in that state of um, lack and scarcity and you're what's the word you're uh oh it starts with a d I can't think of what that bloody word is desperation desperate. when you're desperate right that the next thing that comes up and you go that's it that's the one and you don't even think about it and you go and you think yep that's it like if I spend all that money surely that's going to fix it Fuck off. It's not going to fix anything. You have got to do it yourself. You've got to come to that place for you. And I think that when you can be honest with yourself, it's true honesty. <laughs> that's, and I think that that's what's lacking a lot is people just not being able to meet themselves in that honest space to go, I need to own my shit. Like I need to own where I'm at. Like I got myself here. How am I going to get myself out of this? What do I need in order to support me to get me out of it? They're not going to do it for me, but what do I need to to, to support me to get out of this? So it was a whole thought process because I, I know you've done some things with with us before 
you didn't rush into anything. It was a thought process. It was an emotional connection. Is that that what yeah. you're absolutely you're saying? Mm. Amazing. It comes from you. Yeah. I I think this has been such a powerful message that everyone in our community really needs to sit with this and listen to this over and over again and really sink into, you know, you might have not said do this, do this, do this, but you really have um, given so much advice of where to start, um, the rituals to create, to bring in more. And like this conversation has been incredible and I thank you so much. This has just been wild um, and I've loved it. And I know that we could keep talking for another two hours. About I actually it. could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll bring you back. Absolutely. Maybe our, maybe our 50th or 100th episode, you're here. We'll book yeah. you now. Okay. okay. Absolutely. So we'll leave it there, guys. Um, as always, drop into our community and let us know your thoughts and your processes about creation and wealth in your business. And we'll check you on the next episode. See you guys. Bye. We look forward to next time with you. Bye.